Welcome to the Sourcing Hero podcast produced by Una, a group purchasing organization that empowers sourcing heroes and Art of Procurement, the world's largest procurement podcast network. I'm your host, Kelly Barner. The goal of the Sourcing Hero podcast is to capture the epic stories of people who are rising up and beating the odds to create exceptional value within procurement directly from those heroes themselves. Today, my guest on the Sourcing Hero podcast is Cedric Watlington. Cedric is an experienced procurement and sourcing manager with a specialization in technology spend. He is proud to be a continuous learner with an extreme ownership mindset and an operational problem solver. His proven track record of sourcing results includes creating value in the form of savings and through supplier innovation. So hi, Cedric. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Absolutely, Kelly. Great to be here. And uh, thanks for having me. Now, I talked a little bit generally about your category expertise, your approach to procurement and sourcing, but can you share a little bit more detail about your background and professional experience? Yeah, absolutely. So by trade, um, I'm an engineer, um, but throughout my studies, I always had a love for um, the combination of like the technical expertise, but also the business. And I thought supply chain was a great avenue for um, for my set of skills, but also um, the business acumen that I wanted to gain as well. So uh, procurement was a great um, was a great middle ground for that, and I began my career um, as a procurement consultant. And throughout that time, I really fell in love with um, how my current company at the time made procurement frictionless for our external clients and the processes that went into digital transformation, um, you would be surprised to see the multi-million, sometimes even billion dollar companies um, in their procurement processes. So this is a this is a space that's been around forever, but through Educations like this, conversations like this, um, the profession is really growing, and I'm glad to be a part of that. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I love the fact that you talked about your combination of sort of technical interest and also relationship building, because partnerships between procurement and the business are are so critical. How would you characterize your personal approach to building those partnerships and relationships? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, it's critical and it's it's very material to have a um, a very strong and committed relationship with your stakeholders because if you don't have the buy-in from your stakeholders, um, they're going to see procurement as just this t- tactical function. Hey, we've completed all the hard work. We've completed the marketplace analysis. Now we know who we want, just help us execute the deal. Um, I think that is the that is the heel that we must overcome as procurement professionals. Um, 
establishing trust amongst stakeholders across whatever commodity or category you're nested in. For me, it's technology. So amongst my technology stakeholders, just proving procurement to be value add in the way of intelligence, you know, marketplace identification, um, aggregating data, category strategies, like all these things help to build the story for procurement. And until procurement has this opportunity to go to the business and perform these tasks, there will always be a gap in partnership. Um, and that's what I'm really passionate about, um, expanding and growing the profession. I know we aren't where we want to be today, right? But I think through, you know, education and just value add procurement experience and project knowledge, we can do that. Now, it's interesting that you talk about that because certainly procurement is no stranger to the, let's just call it constructive feedback when in reality, it's it's criticism from the business, right? In terms of how our process flows and in some cases, our technologies work. So we can fix our talent, our process, our technology, but that leaves that perception piece that we need the business to be aware of the investments we're making to improve that relationship. How would you approach a situation where you're focused on that perception and you want to make sure whoever the individual or team is that you're interacting with in the business understands the additional effort that is being made so that they do, in fact, see our full value proposition? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I will say this, force feeding the business into a procurement strategy will actually have an adverse reaction. So what I have found is to look for those small early wins um, amongst the stakeholders. And what that allows for the, the procurement professional to do is to kind of show that value add. Let's say that let's say that I had just completed a software deal for the mark for a marketing function. The marketing function has a bit of clout amongst the entire organization. So by assisting the marketing function um, and socializing the results of a project with the rest of the company can then kind of raise the eyebrows of your stakeholders and say, hmm, well, here's a, a use case of how procurement has helped marketing bring in this really innovative, cutting edge technology and they help execute a really good deal. So we have these upcoming really big, really complex initiatives that we just don't have the time, right? To, to really evaluate the market, evaluate the vendors, make a equitable um, RFP event, and then ultimately contract and execute the deal. That is a, a project in itself. And when the business tries to assume responsibility for all of those different activities, um, it leaves room for, for biased decision-making and, um, and maybe not an apples to apples comparison amongst the vendors. And this is like, for, for me, when I see opportunities like this, it's, it's, it's kind of like, I get deer in a head, deer in a headlight, <laughs> 
<laughs> because I'm like, there is so there's plenty of opportunity for procurement to get in here and get our hands dirty. So that is a way to to help with the perception of procurement, I, I believe. Now, you've worked in procurement teams in a number of different companies, which has given you an opportunity to experience sort of the nuanced differences between one company's culture and another. How would you suggest procurement make sure that sort of the strongest cultural threads in the company that they work for are reflected in the ways that they deliver results? I loved your expression about socializing, how you've done on on certain projects, um, and just generally working to shape that perception so that it does incentivize people to work with us. What is the role of culture in all that? Yeah, I think the role of culture is very important. Um, when it comes to the perception of procurement, I've seen a range of different levels of maturity um, and the transgression of that culture throughout the business. Um, and I, and I, I really believe it comes down to the digital transformation. If there are a stack, if there's a stack of technologies that help connect procurement in the business, I think that's a great way to, um, to increase the maturity of the procurement organization. Um, what I've noticed if, if there isn't a seamless frictionless technology in place to make interactions with procurement seamless and engaging, what I notice is most stakeholders, they will, they will exceed a defined process for, um, for, for a, a sense of ease. So I really believe technology and, and maturation go hand in hand together. Because as you develop these very cutting edge, you know, innovative, seamless, intuitive technologies, it actually makes stakeholders want to be more collaborative with procurement professionals. And that's kind of the variations of culture that I've seen within, um, within companies. Now, we've been honest about the fact, right, that procurement has gotten a lot of constructive feedback. At, at Art of Procurement, we call it the gift of feedback, right? doesn't always <laughs> feel like a gift, but it's given freely nonetheless. But I want to ask you sort of a fun reversal of that. And I think this is a fair thing to consider. If you were be able to be able to give the business feedback about what they could do to make themselves easier to serve, sort of a help me, help you kind of a thing. What mm. advice would you give to the business, either based on teams and companies where you've seen the business work very effectively with procurement, or in cases where you're just so aware of what the business is doing that makes it complex to serve them? What, what would the advice be that you would offer up? Yeah, well, I think this is a two-part question. The, the first part is it really depends upon the current state of the company, if it's a, if you're in a growth company, I think the opportunities for procurement to, to get our hands dirty is much greater versus a company that is like the current priority is just sustainability okay. and continuation. Um, so when I think about 
engagement with the business and the the a world class procurement award. I think about a function that is closely engaged with the business at the beginning. So every every company has a planning phase where they plan for the upcoming year. I think in a world-class procurement org, the planning phase with the business should be done in collaboration with procurement. Um, the reason why I say that is because when the business and procurement has this level of collaboration where now procurement knows exactly where the priorities lie for engagement, we can then go back and put together really sound category strategies to match those upcoming initiatives and projects. That to me is the is a world-class procurement org where the category strategies are so aligned with the with the stakeholders initiatives that together we form kind of this um, this this world class company where we're able to innovate, we're able to cut costs, we're able to have vendor management, um, we're able to execute just really good deals for the business. Um, that is truly how I believe the business can assist procurement in our effort to you know evangelize right procurement. So yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because when you talk about procurement's role in the planning process with the business, it actually brings up a couple of the things that you mentioned earlier. And the first word that immediately comes to mind is trust, right? Mm -hmm. Because the trust has to exist for procurement to be invited or allowed into these planning sessions. But then the opportunity that procurement has to go off and leverage their category expertise, their research right, all of the techniques and strategies that they can bring to bear and come back to the business with recommendations, hopefully yep. it reinforces the trust that was already offered and actually builds it so that there's more of an invitation versus an acceptance for the future. Have you seen this be an important part in building and reinforcing the trust between procurement and the business? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and, and that's why those early wins are so important. Um, because without the trust, there will always be a gap between what the business wants and what procurement's involved in. And if we have a kind of a um, a mastermind, right, between procurement and the business, that is where the true value really lies. And I believe that value and once that trust um is well once that value is delivered and the trust is established then you're able to expand right the procurement function to maybe other areas of the business that have been absolutely you know um adverse to any involvement with procurement so yeah now cedric as we start to wind down our time i want to ask you and one question that I put to everybody that joins me on the Sourcing Hero, and I'm going to give you two options. It's totally up to you which one you want to answer. 
So I would love to hear your point of view on either. What does the idea of a sourcing hero mean to you? Or what do you think heroism looks like, feels like, contributes in a business context? Yeah, absolutely. Um, great question, by the way, Kelly. Um, a hero to me is someone who is called to action. Someone who may be misunderstood, someone who um, has trust, but is always in, a, in an effort of expanding upon that trust um, by way of assisting others. I think a procurement or a sourcing hero essentially saves the business from making the wrong decisions. Because we live in a world where external vendors can really make or break a company. And because of that reliance upon external um, partners, we have to engage in the right deals. And if the right expertise and the right uh, the right teams aren't engaged, the business may execute a wrong deal. And and, and I let me let me clean that up. I don't I don't want to say the wrong deal, but I will say a deal that isn't right size for the relationship. And with the involvement of procurement and sourcing professionals, those decisions should be filtered, should be evaluated, validated amongst um, sourcing professionals. So in essence, I think a, a sourcing hero saves the business from executing a potentially bad deal. Well, and I love what you brought in about the fact that a sourcing hero has trust, but you didn't stop there. You said they're continually trying to build more. So it sort of brings in this idea that becoming a hero doesn't mean the work is done, right? A hero is a person that manages to sustainably and consistently and continually fulfill this role because there's always more categories, right? Or more spend or more suppliers. Um, I, I love the potential for continued action that heroism isn't something you necessarily achieve and then you check the box because you have it. It sure. is a mindset and a continual way of working. I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. Absolutely. The, so the, the job isn't done. I mean, and, and even when the job is completed, there's always room for improvement. Um, so if I was always told um, if better is possible, then good is not enough. Mm -hmm. So yeah, while we execute a really great deal for the strategic vendor. What are some what are some strategic roadmap discussions that we can have amongst the business, right? To either expand the adoption, um, identify new ways of of innovating the technologies and uh, and deploying that in house. So while while the the act once the deal is executed. That is actually the end of one chapter and the start of another. 
Now, Cedric, for anybody listening in today that likes what you've had to say, I, I personally, I, I love your statement about without trust, there'll always be a gap between procurement and the business. And, and I wrote down if better is possible, then good is not enough. I think those are both fantastic takeaways. So if people are interested in connecting with you directly, engaging in conversation, learning more from you, what is the best way for them to connect or get in touch? Absolutely. So LinkedIn is a great way to connect with me um, and just shoot me a connection, um, a DM. I'm super um, engaging. I love meeting new people. I love networking. Um, so yeah, LinkedIn is the best way to connect with me. That is great. Well, Cedric, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sourcing Hero Podcast. Join us again next time for more true stories of sourcing and business heroism performed by your colleagues and peers. Look for the Sourcing Hero wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe. Finally, don't forget, sourcing heroism is taking place all around us every day. Keep your eyes open and you're bound to see it. Until next time, I'm your host, Kelly Barner. Stay well and always remember that you can be a hero too.